T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Pitch. Slider drilled into left field, way back on it. Garlic looks up, and it is gone! A grand slam for Xander Bogarts. It just got out over the wall in left center field, and it's 4-0 Red Sox. Malecki leads at second. He led off the inning with a double, but consecutive strikeouts. The 2-1 to Bogarts. Ground ball to the right side. Fair ball, and that will score Plowecki. A magic wand for Bogarts. He's got another double. An RBI hit for Xander, and it's 6-2 Red Sox. That fires. Swing and a ground ball. Bounce this short. Bogarts, the second out. Story to first. Double play, they got him on a bang-bang play at first and the ball game is over. Oh, that was ever so close at first. The Twins may want to take a look. It was not hit all that hard to two hopper and Xander got it over to Story quickly with the underhand flip and Story fired to first. I think they got him, they will not review it. What a play by Story. He got a quick pivot and fired a bullet to first and the Red Sox hang on. <laughs> Had them all the way, right? They win it six to five. We need some beer cheese soup. <laughs> For sure. When the Sox went up five nothing, tell me that there wasn't a part of you that says, okay, is this game gonna end five nothing? No. But it can't end six five, seven five, and a bunch of crooked numbers showing up later. Thank God for that double that you heard as the second play from Xander Bogarts because if Xander Bogarts doesn't score that additional fifth run, you know, with his five RBIs tonight, where is this game? Where's the, the game maybe still going on? Where's the team? What happens if Verdugo doesn't throw out Nick Gordon trying to go for the triple? All those small pieces allow for a little bit of joy in Hooterville tonight as the Red Sox. Now go to 63 and 68, five games out of uh, behind, uh, uh, five games from uh, out of 500. And let's not even start counting how much closer they are or are not to the wild card because it's just not even in the picture frame right now. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Red Sox review happening right now on WEEI. It's KJ. Look. When you start getting into these middle innings, I think the Red Sox are going to have to start taking account to 
how do they mix and match this staff? Like, how do they buddy the guys up together? Because if you can, if Wa could give you six quality innings, and Rich Hill has been pretty good over recent time, you start saying, okay, there are some veteran guys. Well, why they don't have this electrifying stuff? They have this craftiness to get into these middle innings. Now, this may sound absolutely crazy, but we start thinking about guys like Bayo and uh, Wilson. I'm sorry, Zach Kelly. Um, getting used to he's here. When you start thinking about these guys in terms of instead of maybe starting them or in, in Kelly's in a situation where it's reliever, do you start thinking about using these guys as relievers in the middle of games, say pitch five, six, seven, and then reduce the the catastrophe in what you've been seeing in seven, eight, nine. And the reason why I say that is you, you might have heard of this guy, but I'll give you his numbers. In his second year in the league, the guy didn't start but two games and pitched in 60 of them. All right? Mostly showed up in the fourth inning, fifth inning, four appearances, sixth inning, seven appearances, seventh inning, 21 appearances, Eighth inning, 14 appearances. Ninth inning, 12 appearances. Four appearances in extra innings for 65 total appearances and only started twice that season. Went 10 and 5. Second year in the league. You're like, oh, is that a starter? Is that a reliever? You know who that is? That's Pedro Martinez with the 93 Dodgers. And if you're going to say that Bayo has the type of stuff that reminds you of Pedro with the with the off speed with the off speed and fastball combo then maybe you start looking at some of these guys you're bringing up from Worcester instead of saying, okay, we're going to put you on the hump to start the game and all the jitters and nerves are inside of you. You know, the crafty veteran. <laughs> you know, that's I think that's just where the, the way you may have to go and start bringing these other guys along because guess what? After year two, Pedro didn't, he didn't, he, every game he played, he started. And so... I, I, that may be the approach that you think because you're like, you, if if you want these young guys to be successful, how do you put them in successful situations like like a Michael Walker giving you six innings tonight, right? He's 10-1, and one, really not blowing a bunch of people away. But if you could bring in some of that heat from these young guys that come in for two, three innings, those are their first innings, then they'll experience what it's like to be in those middle innings so that way when they move to the starter's role, they know what the fifth. The sixth, the seventh looks like. All right, let's go to Alex Core. He's ready for his press conference uh, here on WEI. I'm, sometimes I make move, move, big moves, right? Yeah, I mean, just see where he's at and what we need to do with Carlos there. You know, uh, obviously we pushed him yesterday. Um, you know, we gave up three in the seventh or eighth, and, you know, we needed him there, and uh, he grinded. He got, our, you know, the best. Uh, average hitter in the league, and then one of the best players in the big leagues with a double play, and it was a good win. How, um, how impressive was Walker tonight for you? Good, really good. Uh, made some pitches. Uh, the 3-1 changeup to Rochelle, and then the four-seamer for strike, that was a huge one. Um, he's been doing that the whole season, and uh, you know, um, it's a guy that we, we miss for a while. You know, the strike throwing, going deep into the games, understanding what it means, you know, to, to carry the load when we need to, and uh, you know, it was another great outing for him. You mentioned the 3-1 count to Rochelle in the six. How impressive has it been for him to throw that change up in hitters counts? Yeah, I mean, um, he actually had trouble with it today. Uh, in that inning, I think he walked Carlos Correa on a 3-2 change up. Um, um, Arias hit the homer 
on the on the three three two changeup, but uh, he's not afraid to use it, you know. And uh, he he dotted the three one, and Rochella was looking for something soft in three two, and he you know he went 94, 95, whatever it was for a strike. Him and Plow were in the same page, and we need an outing like this, you know. We were a little bit banged up in bullpen, a little banged up overall, but uh, to go home winning this game, you know, it was good. Uh, you know, like obviously we didn't finish the first two, and it's disappointing, but to go home and win it is 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 always. 24 hours ago, we're asking you about Alex dropping that ball tonight. He makes that throw. Then. Yeah, him and uh, Bobby with the play at first base, uh, the double play at the end. Uh, that that was good, and that's what we that's what we want. You know, like we we know how the odds, we know how it works. You know, but you know, I've seen teams win 20 in a row before, right? Uh, you know, that can happen. You know, we won 20 out of 29 at one point during the season, but obviously it's a uphill battle. But we want to play good baseball. You know, and today, overall, it was a good one. We ended up winning, and now we got to get ready for Texas. You have your shortstop back. Yeah, good swing there. Good swing. Uh, you know, uh, just a pitch in the zone, and he didn't miss it. You know, and we needed that one. You know, it's, it's been a grind offensively for a while, and, and to get a big hit like that with one swing score four, it was huge. This last week or so, he's been back to being solid. Solid, yeah, solid. He's still grinding. You know, he's still searching. But, uh, you know, I wish I, I was able to search like that and hit 303 or 308 or whatever he's hitting. You know, it's a testament to who he is and the, the professional he is, and he's showing up every day. I'm playing hard every day. Yeah, they needed that tonight. That's Alex Cora. You can hear a little bit of joy in the voice. You know, just think of some of the images. What was it last night or maybe even the night before? Just Alex just looking out into the grass, just literally grazing into the grass in terms of what was going on with this team. Verdugo the last couple of nights. Uh, Raphael Devers the other night. And knowing that this was a series that you had to at least win two out of three. But now it's mandatory that you come back with a sweep against Texas. You've got to beat up on the teams that are that are worse than you. And Texas is about 15 games worse than the Red Sox are in the standings. 617-779-7937. It's Red Sox Review with KJ. Look, what are your thoughts with this team? Is Do you feel like it's absolutely over? Or do you think that there are some good pieces that can give the Red Sox an interesting run towards the end. I think there's still a run in him. I don't know if that run will catch that last wild card spot, but I think there's still some exciting baseball. If I mentioned here over the last few days, with the return of Trevor Story, you would hope that the Trevor Story that you made the bargain for to get to this team would start to show up. He's three for five tonight, part of that last double play that was key at the end of the game. So you got that. Xander's been consistent. And maybe this is going to feed into Rafael Devers, who's let's just call it what it is. He's struggling at the plate, and 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 the good thing is that it's not making carrying over to the field outside the other night of the you know the mental brain fart. But in terms of just uh, not allowing the 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 biggest part of his game affecting the part of the game that has always been questioned, I think his defense has become much better this year. But of course, the offense has to be there. So if you've got Xander who's been consistent, and now you got Trevor Story back in the lineup who's showing that he's already ready to play. Plo luckily had three hits tonight. So you have some momentum going with the bats after tonight. And even over the last few games, you've been getting multiple hits, You know, 10 hits, 12 hits. I think there was one game with 16 hits. It was just a matter of the bullpen. And so if, if, if you're Alex Cora and you're the Red Sox and you're thinking, all right, we're coming back against Texas at home tomorrow night, might be a bit tired, but maybe this is a little bit of the juice that they need in terms of excitement, energy, you know, let's get two in a row after winning three in a row. Yeah, think about it. If they win tomorrow night, next night, and come out of the weekend with a four-game sweep, 
then now suddenly you're talking about a team that's won five in a row. So you would hope that, you know, at, 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 at this point, that guys on this team would say, look, it is time for us to to try and take a, you know, make a move now. Like, if there's going to be a last-second move, you just heard Alex Cora say, you know, hey, teams have 120 in a row. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you, if you cut out, like, the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning, they got a chance, right? But uh, as I was mentioning before with the analogy of Pedro Martinez, now I'm not saying these young guns that you're trying to bring up through the through the ranks with the Red Sox are going to be the next Pedro Martinez, but there's an example. Pedro didn't really start hitting the hump as a starter until his third year in the league. So get these guys in there instead of starting them at the first second, your first inning and maybe going to four or running out of juice in the fourth. Maybe you bring these guys in behind some of these veterans, or if someone's struggling, like, why not bring Bayo in in the fifth, having pitched five, six, seven? Because it, you would want him to see what those innings look like and what batters' attrition may be, what how how the ball may not be coming uh, off of the bat as strong with you coming in with fresh stuff. Yeah, sometimes you just got to see great things, you know. Now, granted, Pedro had his brother Ramon on the team back when Pedro was a young guy. But still, Pedro was not the guy who they were saying, yeah, every five days we're coming to you. It's more like, hey, we're coming to you every couple days, and we want to just get you in there to see what you can do. I think Pedro only had like two saves that year. So he was, sometimes he wasn't even there in save situations. All right, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, still to come. We'll hear the comments from Alex Cora from uh, MM, MFM this morning, well, this earlier this, day, or earlier this afternoon, regarding this talk about, hey, Sam Kennedy came out and said, Alex Cora is going to be back next year, so will Heim Bloom. Is this really kind of a keeping the peace for now, or is this really something? Alex has some pretty interesting comments. That's coming here in a few minutes uh, here on WEEI. But look, uh, Matt Barnes, I, I, I think keeping him away from the actual closeout position might be smart moving forward. Like, is he more effective six, seven, eight than he is trying to have him there ninth and and this is where Cora, I give him a lot of credit, right? As as you know, as Sanchez gets on first, you got first and second and no outs. You're almost saying, you know what? Bring in Strom. Just you've got to take that chance. I you cannot wait for the lefty on lefty. You've got to do something now. And luckily, a pop out happens to you know fly out to fan where a batter like look if you just taking another, you've given him you've given Matt Barnes confidence. And for Alex Cora to come out on that mound and say, you know what, buddy, you got this. That's a that that's a big trust statement considering what the story has been with Matt Barnes over the last few months with this team and even going back to the beginning of the season you know like this guy's not ready like what do you mean you're not ready so it's it's kind of weird where people still trying to figure out where, where the roles are you didn't expect Garrett Whitlock to get in there and just kind of get rocked yeah that's the thing is Barnes I don't think was supposed to be in that situation if Whitlock hadn't uh, shut if he was actually doing well, but he struggled tonight, and he's one of your go-to guys. Well, I think the other part of it is because you've had a couple of guys who are DFA'd who probably would have been in the game if they hadn't been. Sal Moore probably would have been in there tonight. Davis probably would have been in there tonight, but because they're gone, and what happened to Brazier last night, you know, maybe you're holding on to Schreiber if it gets a little out of hand, and but it happened with Whitlock, and so now you've got to jump to your next move next. So, you know, maybe... I'll put it this way. At the end of the day, all that matters is the W was had tonight and you're not looking at a four-game losing streak. You know, but with Texas coming to, to Fenway tomorrow, you know, look, here's here's where the Red Sox players have to know this. 
and fans probably know this, despite how just ugly of a season it's been, fans are going to come out because they'll be like, look, you won last night. Let's give them a push. It's going to be incumbent on them to get a win against Texas. Win the first two. That's got to happen. I mean, sweeping, you would definitely want that to happen. Yeah, and the schedule, the schedule doesn't get easier because after Texas, you only got two teams who are sub-500. You're three at home against Kansas City and two on the road against Cincinnati. Everything well, else is the AL East. Well, but here's the thing. This is the easiest going. This is the easiest it's going to get. Even with Minnesota, I you know I made the point that look, Minnesota is still playing for something. So Minnesota is not putting guys in there to see what they could potentially do down the road. They're fighting for a, a division title, and at the same time, they know that if they don't get that division title, they may be out of the wild card race. So there's a more there's a bigger desperation for Minnesota at hand than say Texas or Kansas City, right? So. When the Texas and Kansas Cities come to town and when you when you're facing them, you've got to do everything you can do to win all of those games. At this point, there's virtually no room for error. The Pittsburgh series, by losing that last game, you lost that momentum. By losing two out of three to Baltimore, you lost a whole lot of steam. Uh, if you put it in perspective, had the Red Sox swept both the Pirates and the and the Orioles, after the Orioles series, they would have 63 wins. They have 63 wins now. So that would put it in perspective to say, okay, what could have happened after that? If you you win two out of three from Tampa, you know, maybe you go into this twin series with a, a little more umph and a little more, you know, pep to your step. And maybe that's one that you could potentially, maybe that's a series you end up winning instead of losing. Um, so again, you can't cry over the things that happened a week and a half ago, but what's in front of you is Toronto. I'm sorry. What's in front of you is Texas. And the other part of it is Texas will put points on the board. They will score runs. So this is where this is where the bullpen is really going to be tested because if you're getting see if you give you're giving up middle inning runs to to to, to the Twins, you're talking about like a competitor. But if this is happening against Texas, and you, I'm not trying to speak this into existence, but if this is going to happen against Texas with lesser competition, then now you have to start saying. Are these guys that you're rolling in there even major league quality? It's it's very thin lineish already as it is, but you'd have to start saying it's like if you can outside of Corey Seager, but if you can't get guys out on a team that's winning that's winning like 47 games in these middle innings, this should not, like what you've seen in these middle innings should not happen at all. Toronto, well, Toronto is just a big stick that's just been beating down the Sox. Tampa, that's just kind of how the way they play. Minnesota, as I just mentioned, they're fighting for something. Texas isn't fighting for anything. Kansas City isn't fighting for anything. So you have to tell yourself, this has to be a sweep. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ here late night doing Red Sox review. Coming up in uh, next, we'll we'll hear those comments from Alex Cora, and I'll get a little into more of the psychology of the Heim... Alex Cora staying, who's going, what 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 might be between the lines. That's next here on Red Sox Review on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Red Sox Review. It's KJ. Thank you so much for staying up and staying through the end of the game, which was an actual, I want to say nail biter for a lot of people. They're down to their cuticles. 6 5. Red Sox win it over the Twins. Just scrape a game in this series. I'd call it a headache, if you ask me. Headache. They're on their way back home to play against Texas for a four game series that starts tomorrow night. So hopefully, the energy of pulling off that game and allowing. Things to work out in the way in the favor of what's been ugly over the last couple of days to carry over into a series against the team that's one of the worst in the major leagues. Of course, uh, Xander Bogarts with a grand slam early in the game. Uh, Sox were up 5 nothing, then went to 5-1, then go up 6-1 with a, a Xander um, uh, with a Xander double that scores Pilecki, and then floodgates start to open with Garrett Whitlock. He gives up the three on runs. And and the next thing you know, it's a six five game where there's two men on uh with no outs. There's a fly out to Tommy Fan and then Fam and then there's a double play um to end the game. And so uh, Michael Walker looked he looked great again. It, it's and this is what I've I've been saying in terms of like how new pitchers need to get in here, things about the bullpen have to get addressed. And I'm using the example of Pedro Martinez year two when he's still with the Dodgers. He's not a starter yet. But he's playing six. He's in. He's making sixty-five appearances, I think, in a season. He starts only two games, uh, has a ten and five record. He's got like a two-seven ERA, and uh, is just getting in there, getting the dirty work, and seeing what later innings look like, and what batters are facing, and what they're looking for later in the game. And I think by that, that prepared Pedro to become the Pedro we know, where there's no fear because you know what it's like to have the ball in your hand. It's the eighth inning. Some of these young guys may have to do that at this time, especially with some of these bigger teams coming up. You know, we still got more Tampa games, more Toronto games, more Yankee games. Maybe you put Bayo in there in the in the fifth or sixth inning. Maybe you let him th- throw the fifth, sixth, seventh. See if he can get to the eighth, right? Why not? This would be the time to learn that because when you put him in there at first inning and you got all the warm-up before the game and you got all this juices going and you, you're just thinking about, like, strike one getting over the plate, you know, sometimes the pitcher's head could already be done by the time they step on that mound and throw that first pitch, especially if they're young. So allow them to see guys like Waka and Rich Hill who, you know, Rich Hill, is, you know, he's had his days, you know, but did you did you think Michael Waka would be the ace of the staff this year? You know, and Ada Voldy is, you know, of course, still on the DL. But my goodness, that's a bonus. And if you've got a veteran who's out there who's seen innings and knows how to eat them up, and even though their stuff isn't electric, it doesn't have to be. The mind can be, and I think that's what some of these younger pitchers will have to see. You can have electric stuff, but if you don't have the mental the mental chutzpah to be in there later in the innings and never have seen it, I don't know how you learn that. Like even close your ears; it's a Yankee reference. Even Mariano Rivera was a setup guy, you know, to to John to, to Highland. John Highland, I think his name is John uh, John Wright. I can't think of his name now right? because he became like non persona non grata, but. He was a setup guy before he became a closer. And so why would not take a guy like Bayo and some of these other guys that you think about bringing up from Worcester to be middle relievers or to be long, you know, stretch starters if things kind of go, you know, south in the middle of a fourth inning and you don't want it to break open and you know that you've got a bullpen that will just continue to keep it open. Maybe that's what you try. Maybe that's what's on the horizon. Who knows? Okay. So yesterday... It was interesting that it was right before game one of this Minnesota series. It was pretty interesting that it was announced the Red Sox made a statement. Sam Kennedy said, look, uh, Bloom and Alex Cora will both be back here next year. And listen to Alex Cora's response to when 
uh, Maloney, Fourier, and Mego, asked them about Sam Kennedy's comments here on WEEI. Sam Kennedy talked to Ken Rosenthal, and and basically, I'm just curious, are you even surprised that your future is being brought up right now in this organization? <laughs> um, I, I was surprised, you know, but uh, you never know in this business. But, uh, I, you know, we have a good relationship. You know, we're, we're working. You know, I know we struggled this year, but, uh, you know, it's been good the last few years as far as, like, communication and the things that we want to do. And, uh, you know, uh, they made a commitment a few years ago, and they picked up the two options last year so you know when when they do that you know like the chorus sleep well back home you know they're okay (laughs) i mean we're in a good position but you never know in this business obviously there's a lot of move right i think there's what six six vacancies uh six six managers got fired so far this season so uh you know i guess it's fair to 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 write about that i guess yeah so Here's what's interesting, and I'll, and I'll take a different approach to what's normal, is sometimes when you make that statement, you're not making the statement about the obvious one who you think is under the gun. It may be a subtle way for management to let someone who else is in management know that, look, you don't have the heart of the team, and you're not really doing well with the purse strings of it either. Right? Because let's just say the move is to try and get Alex Cora out of there. Do you think the, you think the, whoever the new manager in is suddenly going to have that locker room is going to have that is going to have command over that dugout is going to have really the trust of some of these players who, yeah, I, I would probably say see Alex Cora almost as like a big brother, uncle type. The Cora sleep well back home. Yeah. yeah I, you know, so this could be one of those things where, you know, Alex, just do what you need to do. And and again, by him going out there and not and going out because you're thinking like, yeah, go get Matt Barnes, please, because the fastball isn't fasting <laughs> and the curveball isn't curving. It was about to get ugly, but it was almost like he just said something soothing to him, almost like just rocking a baby and just saying, you know what, you got this. And how like think about how different the narrative would be if Cora kept him in there and Barnes blows the game. Now we're talking. Now I'm coming to you in a different angle, but that didn't happen, and it was almost like Cora went out there to kind of take the weight of Matt Barnes' sins right there on the mound and say, "You've got this," and I'll I'll take any heavy that may come down. That's why in the post game you just heard from 15 minutes ago, why you could hear kind of this joy, in, even though it's only one game. But this is very important in this narrative that's been coming out with you know Kennedy making the comments, and 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 the other part of it is I think. Is and now I'm going to get to the Hein Bloom portion of it. Is Hein Bloom has already established that he's he's not going to go get things to help this team win, or not going to maintain pieces that you feel will have a very good chance to increase your chance to win. Now is when you would say, hey, even though Kyle Schwarber, I always thought was going to take more money to go to the National League because he'd have more opportunities to not have to play the field and hit. And here you couldn't say you consistently be the DH because then that means at some point JD is going to have to go out to the outfield. So there was going to be that conflict. But if you say you had that person here and that person felt like they were part of the fabric and and when you see the All-Star game when he's out there and his teammates who were just his teammates for what, half a season, are surrounding him like he was a longtime brother, you would have to ask, was that because of the manager or was that because of the president of operations? 
It's the manager. Yeah, especially when you hear all the criticism we've well, heard no, from Heim well, Bloom. No, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because that's called a pregnant pause. So the other side of that is this statement saying that both Heim Bloom and Alex Cora will be back next year is kind of like Heim Bloom being put on notice because his name is in that same sentence. So if it was just, hey, our plan is for Alex Cora to be back here next year, you're not addressing anything regarding Heim Bloom. But if you're putting both names in that same sentence, then what you're kind of maybe saying in a micro way is that, hey, don't think that we see that it's all on Alex. We've paid attention to what's going on with Heim and what hasn't been happening. Because the Red Sox, let's just call it what it is, they're probably going to finish last in the AL East, and it's going to be the third time in five years. And who's been here during those five years? Heim. So, and remember, Alex wasn't here for one of those years when it was the last place year. And nobody's really saying, hey, 2020, that's really going to stick to the guts and to the chest. You know, it was what it was. Corey, you know, was taking a suspension from the from, from baseball and everything. So just a lot of pieces were going on. But now at this point where a team was two games from the World Series last year, has only won 63 games coming up on their 100th game, just over 100 games, 120 games in. 130 games in. So that that to me says talent. Like, where's the talent? You now granted, the bats are here. And, and the bats do have to take some of the blame of what hasn't been happening. But if your MO is going to get band-aid pitching and putting Neosporin on the top of the band-aid and hoping that the cut doesn't seep through, brother, it doesn't work that way. All right. Remember, Red Sox again. Start their homestand against Texas. Four-game series. Tomorrow night game will be here on WEEI. First pitch, 7-10. So you don't have to stay up till like 11 o'clock, 11.30, just to hear the end of the game. Again, Red Sox win 6-5. Get one out of three in Minnesota. And it was needed. At WEEI at Twitter. At KJ Carson at Twitter. Thank you so much, Joe Braverman, for being here and working the boards as well. And you just have a good night and uh, enjoy the victory tonight because they might be few and far between the rest of the way. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.